Well, nothing gets me more pumped for a new Cool Boys episode than playing with the boys. You know, guys, that's actually my uh, my mom's uh, ringtone for whenever her sons call her. Because she knows you're all gay? No, she thinks it's like this really lovely song about oh, some boys just playing together. And it reminds her of her own boys when they would play with each other out in the uh, yard. That sounded bad. If I fart, I might shit. Uh, Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. I'm offended that it seems even my mom's ringtone because, like, it's seriously, it's so bad. It is the, it is such a homoerotic scene. I mean, this scene was put together for you to just completely just oil up your fucking dong and schlong along with the fucking flame with the boys. I love how like everyone's like shirtless with jeans on. Like Tom Cruise is spiking the ball. He's only like five seven, and and like Hollywood the whole time is making noises and like flexing like over a fucking volleyball game. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The movie is about the beauty of boys' bodies and planes. I thought the scene should have not been them playing volleyball. I thought the scene should have been them all laying on towels at the beach and then rubbing each other down real good with some, you know, Hawaiian Tropic baby oil or some shit like that. They fuck after the scene ends. I mean, some of them do. No, Tom Cruise leaves the rest of them. He would have fucked, though, if he hadn't had to leave. They're begging him to say, like, oh, come on, Mav. One more game. Come on, Mav. Just one more game. That evens it up. Just one more game. You know what that one game leads to, right? Oh, yeah. Forceful fucking, sultry sucking, and daunting docking. Yeah, and daunting docking for sure. But if you lose, right, then you become, then you become the pussy. Come on. Mother Goose, pussy! And that's why Mother Goose gets called out as the pussy at the end, because Maverick leaves him behind, and Mother Goose gets railed by Iceman and Slider, and they don't call him Slider for nothing. <laughs> A slider. Okay. And Iceman, he's cold-blooded, man. You One mistake and he's got you. Let's move on. All right. Now, what was it that you ordered? A martini. What's in that? Funny you should ask, Tom. It's one part dry vermouth, six parts gin or vodka, usually accompanied by an olive, dildo, or lemon twist. Dildo? Dildo? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, what is everyone drinking? I'm drinking... A little drink. I'll make it right now. Oh, oh good. <laughs> On the air drink mixing. Well, he's doing Brian Flanagan from Cocktail. Oh. Here's some ice. Oh! 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 Tossing ice in the... And then... And, 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 oh, boom. What do we got here? A little Hendrix gin. Shake it, shake it. Oh. Right now, listeners, Ballard is reenacting the movie Cocktail for you. I've never actually seen Cocktail before. He is pouring drinks. So smooth. He is so smooth. I'm flipping shit. On the air, drink mixing. Then I'm going to add in a, cu a couple cucumbers. And then for fun, a stock of mint from the backyard. Have you just made yourself a mojito? No, what I just made, I like to call a Paddington. <gasps> a Paddington. Named after the most famous bear. Oh, yeah, that's right. In that's India. Right. Cool boy reference. Uh, no, in the world. Yeah, go back to episode four, five, <laughs> six, something like that. It was Ballard Japanese bear attacks. Ballard thinks the most famous bear in the world is Paddington Bear. All right, well, what are you guys drinking? Last time, as you may recall, I drank a Michelada, 
and I was ball- yeah. I was ballarding. But this yes. time, I'm drinking unnamed oh. whiskey brand called Maker's Mark that I'll name on on the rocks. So I'm Nolaning tonight. But Nolan doesn't drink uh, Maker's Mark. Nolan drinks um uh, a just a a whiskey brand with red wax on the uh, top. Unnamed. Felk, I am Nolaning as well because I have. Unnamed whiskey on the rocks. On the rocks. To homosexuality. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to another installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. I'm Noli. Noli! This episode, we will be discussing everything Tom Cruise. Wow! (laughs) His life, his cock, and of course, his top five films. And all the fabulous boners he has given us. But first, oh. we have some cool boy updates. So, gentlemen, what have you been up to? Doc, what's going on over there? Are you all right? Uh, I'm having trouble swallowing. I don't drink straight alcohol much. So it's affecting okay. my mouth. Me too. How, you're not drinking what I'm drinking. No, but I'm drinking hard alcohol. I don't drink this much either. What is it called? A hollandaise sauce? Yeah, I call it a holiday, hollandaise. I, I had eggs Benedict uh, Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, hollandaise sauce actually gives me like fucking the shits like you couldn't believe. Me too. I had severe food poisoning from Denny's uh, hollandaise. Well, that's not surprising at all. No, I hop, I hop. Still not, still not surprising. At four in the morning in Arizona, in the middle of nowhere, Arizona, because I was driving between Texas and L.A. and. Uh, Ended up having to pull over to a gas station and just, I think I shot on the floor as I was trying to get my ass over the toilet. <laughs> oh, we really need to do an episode about shitting out in the wild. <laughs> oh, man, you you have never felt like a, a, a 16th or 14th century, like traveler, like medieval life until you've had to shit because you have horrible Hol- uh, IHOP hollandaise sauce <laughs> shits at four in the morning because that was the time you had to leave just driving across the Arizona desert in the middle of nowhere in a Miata. Of course it was in Miata. I've had a shit off the five just like in the middle of fucking nowhere plenty of times. I have been eating like some bad McDonald's off the five. Shitting on the grapevine would get you killed. <laughs> yeah, really. It could. Cars are flying by like 100 miles per hour. Constantly. They're always yeah. zip, 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 zipping and zapping back and forth. I love this is what we've been up to. We've been up to shitting on the roadside. <laughs> shitting on the roadside, bitches. So, guys, but seriously, um, what are your updates? Uh, Nolan, have you watched anything, seen anything cool recently? I watched a little movie starring Tom Cruise called The Mummy. I also watched The Mummy. Oh, well, that's weird. I've also watched a really terrible fucking movie called The Mummy starring Wait, Tom Cruise. We all watched The Mummy? What? Did we plan this? Was that coordinated? Do you know that the 1999 Mummy movie that is actually really good and not terrible like the 19 or 2017 movie was at 57% on Rotten Tomatoes? That's bullshit. The Brendan Fraser Mummy is an excellent action adventure film. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure to know it knows what it is. It does. Everyone in it knows, what, and it's Rachel Weisz's first film. All three mummies are better than than this mummy. No, oh, no, no. Sure that third that. mummy is horrible, and that second mummy is horrible. The third mummy is relatively forgettable. The second one is bad, but this movie was almost unwatchable. It was painful to even make it through it. I did not finish the Emperor's Tomb, the one with Jet Li. That was a horrible movie. 
It yeah. was horrible. That was, but that was Rob Cohen. Stephen Summers didn't do that one. Yep. Stephen Summers is a pretty good filmmaker, actually, for eh. blockbusters. He's not terrible. He has bad special effects, though, for some reason. No, he just puts good, too much good faith. Good for the and, time, yeah. bad now. Like, The Mummy does not look that good anymore than uh, the 1999 Mummy. Van Helsing looked horrible, though. Yeah, Van regardless. Helsing looked horrible. That's what I'm talking about. He, his special effects suck. But you know what? He can deliver a rousing, fun summer movie. He can. Yeah, uh, for how shitty G.I. Joe is, it's not bad. It's watchable. It's yeah, Rise of Cobra sure. is not bad. Retaliation is horrible. Uh, Rise of Cobra is actually a fun movie. Oh, and Brandon Fraser is so good in The Mummy 1999. Like, he actually is, like, charismatic. He does some great stunts when they hang him. Remember that? When they fucking, like, he actually falls and there's, like, a long shot of him being hung and then the camera, like, pushes in on his face. And it's like, hey, look, it's actually Brandon Fraser being hung. It's a stunt he's doing. Yeah, it's no, a the, fun the movie. The 99 Mummy is uh, a solid good and they pushed the special effects big time. Like with um, the mummy itself being like pretty much motion captured off after Arnold Vosloo. I guess my point is, is the 1999 mummy movie I'd rather talk about than this fucking 2017 Tom Cruise shitstorm I just watched. I was thinking about watching the 1999 mummy the entire time. Like, oh, that's a way more entertaining movie. The, I, I had trouble getting through it. I, I have very little to say yeah. about it other than I, I it is... A solid one boy out of five boys for me. It is. It, it's uh, The Mummy 2017 with Tom Cruise is a solid one out of five cool boys, while The Mummy 1999 for me is a fucking five out of five cool boys. Oh, that's a little high. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was entertained for the about five, about five seconds total, which is the five seconds that Sofia Boutella's uh, unclothed body is naked butt in shadows. Those shots... Had my interest. The rest boobs of the movie. Shadows. What? Yeah, sh- shadowy boobs and ass. I, I want to say two things about the new mummy. I- I'll say the special effects were pretty good. Yeah, Sophia Butella looked hot as fuck. But that plane crash, I should have had so many feels. I remember saying on this podcast, I was going to have the feels watching that scene. I had no feels. It was flat. That plane crash was the big set piece, and it was flat. It's time for spoilers. Sizzle. Sizzle. Fast forward to exactly 15 minutes to avoid any spoilers for The Mummy 2017. I'll tell you this, because the problem with the movie is the tone, it never established the correct tone. It didn't know if it was a horror film, a comedy, or an action adventure. And Tom Cruise, man, I love you, but like that role was written for a 30-year-old, not a fucking 60-year-old. It was written for Chris Pratt. Yeah, it was totally Chris Pratt. It was a Chris Pratt role, and he's like roman- He's like playing the romantic lead. Nah, man, you're too old. Like You have shirtless scenes. Like, Dude. He's this- a nude scene. He's completely yeah. naked in it. Yeah. Tom, you're, you're too old for this stuff, man. Yeah, dude, it's weird. And he has a weird nude scene where he's like fully nude. And it's like, you don't have to be nude in this, Tom. And then Nick, I thought was, uh, well, that was weird too. Cause the actor who was playing his sidekick, who's dead and completely ripping off American werewolf in London totally. is, is his real life. And his name is Nick. His name's Nick on even like a new girl. And then Tom Cruise's character's named Nick. So the fucking whole movie. His name's I Jake Nick, Johnson. Nick. Jake Johnson? Oh, I thought his name was Nick in real life. <laughs> no. Anyways, he's Nick and uh, a new girl. And and I just keep hearing Nick the whole movie, and I'm like, 
it's they're talking to Tom Cruise. I just was confused. I really didn't care for Russell Crowe's like Mr. Hyde. Wait, he didn't change. What just happened? His character, Jake Johnson's character on New Girl, is named Nick. So it bothered you that Tom Cruise's character was, <laughs> yeah, movie was yeah. named Nick? Yeah, lost a star for that. But um, also, Mr. Hyde was a really weak Mr. Hyde. He just got yellow eyes and some veins. Well, in his that head. is that is how he changes. And he talked in a different accent, like a Cockney accent or something. Van Helsing's Mr. Hyde is a better Mr. Hyde, and even League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's Mr. Hyde is a better Mr. Hyde than the fucking Mr. Hyde in 2017's Mr. Hyde fucking Avengers film. I think like, you need to go back and look at the elite League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's Mr. Hyde. It's better than no changes at all. They stole plot points from the 1999 Mummy. They were like, oh, um, we have sand, but we need we need a sand monster face scene, but we can't get it in London glass. And then we'll do it just like they did in the 1999 movie. I mean, there were plot points from 1999. Like, the way she had to grow herself off of people, feed off of people to become better. Like, that was taken from the Mummy 1999. Yeah, and, and Toby Hooper's Life Force. There's nothing original about this movie. What point of the movie did you guys check out? My wife and I checked out very, I think even earlier than that, I think within like... I don't recall even being 30 minutes in. I put the movie on around 10 o'clock at night because we put the kids to bed. It took us about an hour to clean up the house, and then my wife and I put on the movie, and Emma was out within 10 minutes. I was out before the plane crashed because I woke up randomly during the swamp scene and was like, oh, fuck, I need to rewind it. I've clearly passed out. I started the movie at 10 o'clock. Apple TV's new like OS system says like, Hey, look, you movie, you start to 10, it'll be done by this time, tw- uh, like whatever, 1140. Yeah. I eventually finished the movie at two in the morning because I was like passing out and waking up being like, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it for the episode. I gotta I, watch it for that the was podcast. The same, same. I kept passing out, waking up, rewinding back. I gotta watch it for the podcast. It's the fucking, it felt like homework. It, and it was, it was work. Cruise it was movie. homework. At one hour in, I started thinking, what's on Spank Bang? And it turns out what's, what was on Spank Bang was a new scene with Adriana Chekik that is incredible. She does everything in that scene. It's weird shit. Like the guy, like the guy, like rubs his cock on her eyeballs while she holds her eyes open. It's really weird shit. Do you watch that and enjoy it from just a perspective of like that's funny, or are you whacking off to that? Oh no, I whacked off to it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Mummy, twenty seventeen. So our, I think our review is we all give it one cool boy out of five cool boys. Yeah. Don't yeah. watch it. It's not yeah. very entertaining. Barely a movie. Oh yeah, you guys like that uh, opening fucking logo? Dark universe. No, I hated that. It was so dumb. It looked cheesy as fuck. Oh my god, with the and fucking turning of the earth yeah. going black and then dark yeah. universe. Speaking of dark universe, I love how the movie tried to end like Dark Knight with like a voiceover yeah. of like a, someone being heroic and like showing like shots of this guy like rising up. And it's like, no, get out of here. What the guy? The guy? The guy that does the one of them fuck? He's just, all he doesn't want to do is fuck somebody. Like that's the whole movie. He's running away from a woman who wants to fuck him. And he's just like, I don't want to fuck you. He's the mummy we deserve, but not the one we need right now. Guys, 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 guys. Would you rather get butt slammed so hard by Tom Cruise oh in an F-14 Tomcat mid-flight that your ass bleeds 14 days straight and Tom's jizz inexplicably oozes from your mouth for only one day or forcefully suck Tom off and gag yourself stupid while he rides his super sweet Kawasaki motorcycle as he fingers your ass and your mouth oozes Tom's jizz for 14 days straight while your ass bleeds just one day. And side note, you guys, Tom is naked wearing only his bomber jacket in both scenarios. 
Okay, because I'm just like, you understand the, the basics of would you rathers, right? <laughs> yeah. Would you rathers are like, would you rather fuck a dead dog or eat a hammer? That's something an audience who is listening would be able to grasp their head around. Not, <laughs> not whatever the, that was. Like, why do we need to know what type of motorcycle it was? <laughs> Kawasaki motorcycles is pretty, you know, appeasing way to get somebody out of a Tomcat, but it's a Tomcat. F-14. It's a, it's a, it's a super sweet Kawasaki motorcycle. Oh shit! Okay, so if you said Yamaha, then I picked that one, but because it's Kawasaki, <laughs> yeah. I can't wrap my brain around this. Get butt slammed so hard by Tom Cruise in F-14 mid-flight, your ass bleeds for 14 days straight, and Tom's just inexplicably oozes out of your mouth for one day. Or, so what is that? You're just getting ass fucked in a in a, in a Tomcat mid-flight? That's gotta be uncomfortable. And jizz is constantly coming out of your mouth for a day. All right. Or the other thing is you got to get gagged stupid while riding a motorcycle. Essentially, as he fingers your ass, his mouth oozes out of your. You suck him off. Wait for 14 days in your ass bleeds. So it's a, okay. So the difference here is just this. Do you want 14 days of ass bleeding or 14 days of cum coming out of your mouth or one day of ass bleeding or one day of cum coming out of your mouth? Correct. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't go to work with four for 14 days if there's cum just coming out of my mouth. I can't show up to the office like that. That's that's insane. I think you're forgetting the most important scenario is that in both cases, he's just wearing his bomber jacket. He is. He is wearing just his bomber jacket. And you are in a Tomcat. So I guess that's the one. I would love to be an F-14 Tomcat more than a motorcycle. I've been on motorcycles. I know about motorcycles. Yeah, I guess I got to go number one just because it's one day of, of mouth jizz. And I can hide ass bleeding at work for 14 days at least. And it's a Tomcat. You're in a Tomcat, but he's fucking you. That's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't care. It's a Tomcat. Filk? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool boys, I don't think you can get more topical of a would you rather than that. Time to move on to our cool boy show topic. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gagged. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. And now, another reading from the Book of Felk. It was a hot humid Tuesday afternoon in Houston. I sat alone in my room, staring out into the great Texas abyss, strangling my cock and spitting on my nipples, (laughs) wondering (laughs) if there would ever be an actor that just the sight of him alone would actually make my pubescent dick engorged enough that I would actually come? Question mark. And that's when I heard the sound that forever changed my luscious life. A few bodacious beats of percussion, a couple razzmatazz riffs of an old guitar, and the sultry, sweaty voice of the master maestro himself, Kenny Loggins. His dangerous song about a highway to the inside of my ass had me gleefully tugging and pulling away ferociously at my long steel dong. It's, it's, it's a pubescent cock, then it's a long steel dong. 
I felt a need for speed like I had never felt before, and my great great balls were now on fire. But still, no calm. But then, an image of a hero so pure and so profound appeared on the screen that my cock could no longer take the punishment of my precise up and down friction and deadly grip. He looked at me and said, Hi, I'm Tom. Wanna dock? Oh. Boy, did I ever. <laughs> he pried away his fabulous foreskin and created a wonderful space station for my rad rod to slide into. Uh, Houston, we, we have, have a problem. A problem. <laughs> but unfortunately, Cool Boy Nation, this was all a wet dream. Well, that was the first time I saw Tom Cruise. What about you guys? So the first time I saw Tom Cruise was in a dream I had about him? <laughs> yeah, you had a wet dream about Tom Cruise far before you ever met Tom Cruise. That's impressive. Oh, that was good. That was good. Wow, Felk, your your stories are too much and too funny. Too They're accurate. Too funny. Too accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> the accuracy is incredibly uh, detailed. Ugh. Well, uh, I guess we should get into uh, the real first time we saw Tom Cruise. Felk, what was the real first time you saw Tom Cruise? No fucking clue. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, <but> you. <laughs> um, I, I think it would have to be Top Gun for me. I think that was the first time I saw him. It was definitely Tom uh, Top Gun for me as well. Um, I remember my uncles picking my brother up to take him to go see the movie in theaters, and I hated it. I was like, I want to go see this movie too, and then I couldn't, and then I had to wait for the v uh, VCR, VHS version of it, and it blew me away. Top Gun was everything a little yeah. boy could want. I think when I saw Tom Cruise in Top Gun, I, I pretty much established right then and there that he was probably the coolest guy in the world at that time. I feel the need, the need for speed. I want to say the first movie I saw in theaters was Far and Away. I saw it with my mom in a mall theater. The first movie you ever saw or saw a Tom Cruise movie? Tom Cruise movie I saw in theaters. Far and away? I saw that in theaters with yeah. my mom too, actually. what's That's weird. It was a good movie. It was a good movie to see. Well, we're both Rick and Makers, Mark. We're both seeing Tom Cruise movies with our moms. You guys need to fuck. You guys seriously need to fuck tonight. Yeah, no. yeah, like, I, I, I think up. we are fucking tonight for it's sure. It's in the cards. It's in the stars have aligned and the assholes are ripe. It's been a long time coming. Just in case, Nolan, I'm a power bottom. Oh, you're going to be gaping tomorrow, Nolan. Gaping. Just like Brian Singer. Wait, he's a power bottom? Yeah. Well, I'm a power top. Yeah. What does that mean? No, well, you can't fuck oh. a power bottom. You got to fuck a, a sub, a submissive bottom. What's a power bottom do? So Brian Singer likes to get fucked by little twinks who are like submissive to him and much younger. He likes them to fuck him in the ass, but he's the one to control. Oh, so you want to get fucked in the ass, but you want to control it. Yeah. <laughs> I can work with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a power bottom? I've always wondered about that, I guess. Yeah, I heard about power tops. I never heard of a power bottom. That's interesting. Okay. Maybe I know a guy who fucked a guy who also got fucked by Brian Singer. So what happens in the end? You guys just end up thunderfucking together, right? I mean, that's a real thunderfuck session. Like, one unheard of, of never seen before. Yeah. Does the power bottom eventually become the power top after he got, like, bottomed out? And he's like, okay, I'm ready to do this from the top now? I think you guys become power rangers. I think they just like blowjobs. I don't think they like to fuck butts. So they don't like to fuck... But they like no. to get their butt fucked. They like to get fucked mouths, but, but not butts. They like to have their dicks sucked. Yeah, gay men are gay men aren't like Legos. They're they're not like they like the, you know they could be the top or the bottom. It's like they're one or the other, as I understand it. 
Power top, power bottom. I can't. Oh man, you guys are really gonna have a hardcore. Who's good? Wait, so who's better? You breaking tonight? I, I think I have to come to Felk because my wife's in my bed. Can you guys just fuck on the street and just put a dent in the pavement? There's people fuck them, have fucked them all over my my where I live. I have toys, Nolan. <laughs> well, the first time I saw Tom Cruise. There we go. Yeah. What was the first time you uh, got fucked in the butt, Ballard? <laughs> Fortunately, not yet. Your asshole's still a virgin. <laughs> yes. Stays that way. Mine's probably not. So wait, where are we in our fucking Tom Cruise right now? What do we think of Tom today? Well, fuck that. Let's just talk about some quick news about Tom Cruise. We're going on a news cruise. Snip, snip, buzz. Ah, much better. With some cruise news. Did you guys hear that um, Tom Cruise finally revealed the truth about his fake butt? No, enlighten me. You didn't hear about this? No. Oh, well, according to, you know, uh, express.co.uk, it's a British paper I read every day. Um, Tom Cruise finally reveals the truth on the fake butt speculation uh, from the movie Valkyrie. And uh, he said he had no idea and there was no prosthetic in Valkyrie. So that's just his real butt. Cool Boy Nation, if you don't know what we're talking about, there is a meme going around the internet of Tom Cruise's ass from Valkyrie, and there is speculation that it is a prosthetic. It looks ridiculous. I thought it was padding for stunt work. It's yeah. a big fucking ass. You know, I thought it was padding too, but then you realize it's like a cut from a shot previously where he'd already hit the ground, but he hits the ground on his chest, so there would be no need for a padded butt. Uh, yeah, it's a very weird ass. If that's his real ass, then Jesus Christ, Tom. Jesus Christ. Is he that small that he's got dwarf butt? I, I think that could be the... I think that's what it is. That's the logical uh, conclusion, right? He's got dwarf butt. He's that tiny. Sound logic. Oh, and then uh, did you guys also hear in the news that uh, Tom Cruise says he's all good now after breaking his ankle on the new Mission Impossible 6 film? And well, they're going to resume God. filming very shortly. Thank God. Did you guys see the uh, video of him breaking his ankle? I did. Wow. Did he like... He, look, I've seen him make that jump a million times. I think that that's always going to be the stunt that does you in, right? It's that stunt you don't expect. The chasm that jump? stunt you don't see coming. And then last thing, really super important, of course, Cool Boy Nation, you have to know. Um, Tampa Bay Times. So this goes out to all our cool boys in Tampa Bay. Tom Cruise's son, Connor Cruise, is going to have a DJ Halloween party at Tampa's Hard Rock Cafe. You got to hit it up. There's nothing better than Connor Cruise. The guy is, like, so amazing behind the DJ fucking spins. Like, he can just... Light it up every time. Connor Cruz. Connor Cruz. <laughs> oh, shit. And I didn't go over the most important news. The guys didn't hear about this? Kidman. It's Australian for Monster Clit. Apparently, Siri Cruz has been out, allegedly still out there, pushing the story that Nicole Kidman has an abnormally large clitoris. It's a true story. So, guys, quick, would you rather... I fart, I might shit. Would you rather suck Nicole Kidman's clitoris or stick it in your butthole? Suck it. I guess I'll suck it. What? But it's like, <laughs> it's you, like su- you said that Ale- like Alicia Silverstone and Clueless. I guess I'll it's suck like, it. Well, it's like sucking a dick or having a dick in your ass. Like I don't know if I really want either. Just so Cool Boy Nation is clear, in case you don't know about this alleged rumor that Surya Cruz has been allegedly, you know, pushing out there. It is supposed to be a three-inch large clitoris. It is huge. It is truly like sucking a dick. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. 
put it in your butthole. It's yeah. not gay because it's a girl, and it's not it's not a fake it's not a fake thing. But it's also it's not she, gay if you're sucking it because it's a girl. So I think you're okay. No, because it's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> when you suck in it, it's a dick. Then <laughs> who knows? Nicole Kidman, don't ever get near me. I don't want your monster clit near me. If it comes to life and starts touching people, it could be a serious issue. I think this is one of the bits we should probably maybe we get one Draw. more of. Hey, Andy, Andy, why don't you send us some photos of some monster clits? Send us photos of really <laughs> huge clits. There, I combine them. Well, all right, guys. So uh, do you guys really want to get into worst Tom Cruise film or just go straight into our top Dude, five? Dude, honestly, I think the worst Tom Cruise film might be The Mummy. It, it was. I think it is. Bad. Yeah, it is. It I'm is. looking down That's his list. One. I've never seen Losing It or Endless Love. But I mean, I've never even seen Cocktail. But if, looking at every movie he's, I have seen of his, and I've seen most of them. I don't. Jack Reacher is pretty <sighs> fucking bad, man. No, I like Jack Reacher. You like it? Is it in your top five? It's not as bad as a mummy. I Jack seen Reacher Re- Jack is Reacher, not bad. Jack Reacher never go back. I have not watched I it. Either. Never. And that go one might be back. bad. Without question, like I think Mission Impossible Two is pretty bad and i would never want to watch the mummy again over seeing mission impossible 2 again i would absolutely want to watch mission impossible 2 that's crazy that is crazy you're being real crazy well okay guys what do you think is tom cruise uh lowest rated film according to rotten tomatoes i think it was the mummy right no that would be the second lowest at 16 percent. the lowest is phil do you want one guess lowest rated tom cruise movie yeah I don't know. Cocktail, 5%. Really? 5% for cocktail? (laughs) That's it. Here's the one that you're going to hate. 38%, right above Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, Days of Thunder. Fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. Fucking Mission Impossible had like a 50, so fuck their list. It's stupid. Let's move on. Moving on. Let's get to our fucking list. Let's get to some so cool lists. Yeah, let's talk about good movies. Let's get into our top five Tom Cruise films. This is the big time. Are you ready for the big time young Mr. Flanagan? I think I can handle it. This isn't what I Yeah, folks, speaking of some good movies, my number five is actually the lowest rated Tom Cruise <laughs> film out there. And you have never seen it. <laughs> no. It is, of course, the film Cocktail. I knew you'd pick something with cock in it. Of course I would. Why would I not? Is it a good movie? I know it takes place at a TGR Fridays. I know he serves drinks. I don't know anything else about it. It is not a TGR Fridays. It is. No, it is definitely a TGR Fridays. I'm sure of that. Is it really? I saw this movie a long time ago when I was a kid. It's like a New York underground bar. There's no way it's a TGR Fridays. I do not remember this movie very well. I just remember being bored out of my mind fucking what? watching I loved watching it as this. a kid. A guy is fucking throwing bottles in the air and fucking mixers in That's the air. That's like five minutes of the movie tops. The rest of it is like hanging out in a pool with some girl and shit. So, so it's a guilty pleasure for me. The movie <laughs> is horrible, but it is. it's watchable. The first 30 minutes is Tom Cruise learning the ropes on how to be a great fucking bartender. In many ways to fool a customer, you will learn them all. Yes, Obi-Wan. Then all of a sudden he has a great plan to go to Jamaica. This is a real opportunity. Jet set bartender, right? The Caribbean Jamaica man. So he goes to Jamaica, he meets a girl. Can I buy a drink? My rum specialties, perhaps? Bartender with a line for everything. The bartender. Then the last hour turns into some weird fucking stalker movie. The tone's totally different. Tom Cruise's hair is changing from scene to scene from his Rain Man haircut 
to his cocktail haircut. It is bizarre. You can see there's a lot of reshoots. But for me, I like it. This is the time when a girl like Gina Krishan could walk into a bar, see a bartender fucking mixing drinks, throwing bottles in the air, and be like, I'm going to fuck you tonight. Does, oh, that, Gina does that world still exist where a girl just walks into a bar and says, bartender, I'm going to fuck you tonight? Oh, yeah, in New York? Definitely. Whenever it's on TV, I, I, I'm just like fucking like, I succumb to the Tom Cruise and I just watch it. And I know it's bad, but I enjoy watching this movie. I like the poster. The poster is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, with him like all, uh, you know, one arm on the yeah, on one the arm on the bar and the fucking... The poster, the name of the movie is lit up with like a neon sign at a bar. Cocktail. Phil, can you say cocktail for me? Cocktail. One more time, Phil. Cocktail. One more time. Cocktail. When he pours, he rains. Great fucking tagline. Um, well, I'll go next for my number five. War of the Worlds is my number five. Higher. Because for me, well, I'll just real quickly say for just what the one thing about it really for me uh, that, uh, you know, I feel like it's the good Spielberg Tom Cruise uh, collaboration. Minority Port's great, but it's not as good as War of the Worlds to me. Okay. And we'll, we'll move on to that for later. I've got a lot more to say about it then. But Felk, what is your number five? My number five is a movie that had such a nice pussy in it. 1994's Interview with the Vampire. I want some more. I love it. I think it's uh, such a fucking gay and weird movie. It's a very gay and weird movie. It is, and it might have one of the best vampire transformations on film. I love when Brad Pitt switches. It is so subtle. It's so great. I love that Brad Pitt's character is a slave owner, and they never, like, judge him for it. (laughs) It's, like, never, like, he's a bad guy. That's, like... That's well, they wouldn't freeze very him. much in 1994. Yeah, yeah, he frees him when he becomes a vampire after he eats one. That eats this Tandy house Newton. is cursed. This house is cursed. <laughs> yeah, um, master is the devil. This place is cursed, damned, and yes, your master is the devil. Yes, uh, he sends him away after he eats Tandy Newton's blood. Um, yeah, no, because it was 1994, and you can still do controversial shit like that. I didn't include that movie because I don't feel like it's a Tom Cruise movie. I think Tom Cruise makes the movie, though. Brad Pitt's reacting to Tom Cruise's character the entire movie. Yeah, that was like before Brad Pitt was acting, too, kind and of. And that was the first time we all we really seen, like, not leading man Tom, like eccentric, wacky actor Tom. It was. Good call, good call. Like, if you look at every other movie before that, no, he's the lead in every other movie before that, pretty much. Yeah, but he's pretty wacky and born on the 4th of July. Yeah, not not, not fun wacky. You've been a very, very naughty little girl. Anne Rice lost her shit when they hired him, too. Yeah, I know. She hated it. She, uh, she was very, uh, very against that. Who was the one for the other movie with Aaliyah? Stuart Townsend was... Stuart Townsend. He played, uh... Ugh, yeah, Tom Cruise was way better. Yeah. Oh, Totally. He was great. Uh, the movie's weird. I think the first hour is phenomenal where you learn like the lore and like the interaction between Louis and Lestat. But then the second half when he goes to, like Paris, it turns into a weird movie at that point. It's a very plot light movie. I mean, it's really just a journey. Because the, the I mean, it's the book's not structured as like make this into a movie. The book is like structured as like an oral history of like, tell me about being a vampire. I think the weakest thing about that movie for me is Kirsten Dunst, though. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't rally behind her her performance in that film like a lot of people did at the time. I, I thought she was great. She's, she's and Antonio, Antonio Banderas, I thought was like wonderful as like the lead vampire. He's awesome, and the scene on the stage, even though it's it's a very weird 
it's like like almost a tangent for the movie goes into that like doesn't really connect to the plot. We're like, and then we went to Paris and we went some some vampires who were pretending to be actors who pretend to be vampires and then eat people on stage in front of everybody and they think it's fake. It's like that doesn't further the plot at all. Uh, it just kind of is like it's just telling stories. So it's it's very much a laid back movie. Like that is a very 1994 movie to think that that was yeah. one of the most like homoerotic books ever made. So they're like, let's cast Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, and Antonio Banderas. Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas. I want some more. It was speaking to a time of filmmaking when you could make art. Yeah. And it's not, it was not 100% about the dollar. Today, that movie would be a franchise based around. A whole bunch of fucking YA novels that are not, you know, at all what Interview of the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles are, or anything like that. It would just be this completely different series, you know, starring like young people, and it would be PG thirteen, and it would have no tangents at all, yeah. and it would be made by fucking committee, and it would be a horrible movie. And then that that movie could not be made today, because anything with the fucking brand behind it essentially is is locked up and loaded. I saw it when I was thirteen on HBO for the first time. Wow. Everybody was talking about it. All the 13-year-olds were talking about that movie. Now the vampire movies that all the 13-year-olds are talking about is is about sparkly vampires in, in, named, you know... Uh, uh, Edward. Edward Cullen. Twilight. Uh, gay. All right, moving on to my number four. My number four is a movie that will probably define Tom Cruise from... Here on out, after long after he's dead, it would be a little film that came out in the summer of 1996. A little movie called Mission Impossible. And for me... Higher. You have it higher? Higher. Okay, well for me, when I saw the shot of Tom Cruise exploding from a helicopter and flying under a train in the trailer, oh, I'm there. I was That was there. so amazing! I was fucking oh. there. And it was one of those first like digital stunts. Like, it was a real stunt done on a green screen, and then they just put in the whole helicopter and the train later and then the fucking channel. But it was like he did jump and was pulled by cables um, uh, and did and did an actual stunt like that. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, so Ballard has it higher, so we will talk about Mission Impossible later. That was my number four. Yeah. Ballard, what's your number four? Later, Gator. Ballard, well, my number, number four? four is Collateral. Oh, wow. You know what my number four is? What? Collateral. Let's share it. You drive a cab. I make my rounds. You might make it to the night. I can't drive you around. Why are you killing folks? It ain't my job. Tonight it is. And then we can meet halfway and have anal sex. Nolan, do you have collateral on, higher on your list? I don't have collateral on my list, but I love collateral. I think it's great uh, film. Uh, so I, I wanted to start mine off with uh, two villain Tom Cruises. That's true. Oh. I don't know if Lestat's really a villain. He is. He's, He's totally clearly a villain. villain. Yeah. No, I don't see because I don't see it that way. I just see that's that's the way you have to function if you're immortal. You know what I mean? Like if you if think think about his like his his like his whole game plan, his whole concept. He's just when you're immortal, life is a game, and 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 the stakes. Are, are you talking about collateral? No, I'm talking about <laughs> <in, in> vampire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, collateral, he's definitely the vi villain. Okay. Yeah, no I may have to shit soon. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, I love Collateral. I think Collateral is a great uh, um, uh, love song to uh, at Los Angeles at Night by Michael Mann. Um, totally. It is 
wonderful the way it is all told from a very simple storyline. You have a hitman. He's got some hits. He's got a driver. And we know it's all going to come to a head at some point. I did not see Jada Pinkett's storyline coming in at the end as I guess as a lot of other people saw it coming. I guess a lot of people kind of saw the the foreshadowing in the beginning of the movie. I didn't see it that way. But um, I did, did absolutely love that movie all the way through, through and through. It is shot digitally. It's like one of the first films, major motion picture films to be shot entirely digitally. No, some of it's 35, right? Some of it's 35, I'm not sure. No, no, it's fully digital. Yeah, it's fully digital. Uh, That was a big deal that uh, uh, Michael Mann shot that film digital because he he said he couldn't capture the Los Angeles uh, nightlife and skyline um, uh, without without it. Uh, I think if if I am mistaken, Miami Vice was 100% digital. I know that. Um, But uh, yeah, I I love the stunt work in Collateral, and I think Tom Cruise is a villain is a great villain when he gets to play dirty and tough and bad he has a lot of fun that's that's what i miss about him is like that's like one of the last movies he actually like tried to like do something different we've had now like 15 years of him trying to be like a 30 year old hero in these movies and i'm just tom cruise go back to doing something like that's like age appropriate and i think collateral is like a good example of what you can do american made may have been that I got a shit. <laughs> folks, folks got a shit. Yeah, it's happening. Oh, I'm sorry, it, man. It's all right. Go shit. It's clap. I'll Here's bring my iPad this time. What does that mean? Oh, it's in case you want to FaceTime. I got to finish um, this video. Folks, let's just finish collateral up, and then that way uh, Nolan can start off three easy clean. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Without so me? yeah, I I like I no, love I'll collateral. I'll wait for you, Phil. You just gotta hurry. Can you hurry? Uh, yeah, of course. It I, it's it's I'm yeah, prairie yeah, dogging no, it no, right no. now. No, no, no. Yeah, you can do three. <laughs> just let's finish collateral up so we can fucking go. Shitting. Folk is now just walking away into his bathroom. We have full view of this cool boy nation commentary on Felk shitting now. Okay, time it, time it. Uh, Are you timing this? Like no, okay. I'm not gonna I am, time I am. Okay, giant. I think I'm just gonna have elevator music go in right now for like 30 seconds and then like have us like intersperse a little bit and then finally come out and be like, well, that was six Wait, minutes. Why not just have uh, the uh, the would you rather music? That shit's a hot track right there. It is a hot track, isn't it? I love that would you rather music. I'm going to refill my drink and probably take a piss, and I, th- I don't think I'll be back yet. Okay? Yeah, you might as well. Okay, I'll be back. Yeah, there's plenty of time, it seems like. If I fart, I might shit. Shitting. Yeah, Felk, are you okay? I'm, I'm totally fine. Felk, you were gone for eight minutes. That's How long do you poop for? Most of that's wiping. Half of that time is wiping. I poop for 40 minutes. Eight minutes is fast, but you told me two. Yeah, I, 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 I love taking like a 30, 30 to 60 minute shit. I only poop for maybe four, four minutes and then I was wiping because I wipe comfortably. I wipe till it bleeds. No, no. We'll continue the trend of naming off great movies that Felk loves and so does Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. My number three is a little movie called... Mission Impossible. Dun, dose. Dun, 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 higher. Dun, two? Ballard has it higher, and Fel hates it. I love Mission this. Mission Impossible right. 2? You have that higher, Ballard. Higher. That's because you have all the Mission Impossibles as one movie? I, I will not answer these questions until we get to my higher numbers. I think that makes a mockery of a top five. 
Yeah, if, if you have all the number, Mission Impossible's as number one, that's just ridiculous. I, I, I will not answer these questions. All right. Well, well we can't we talk about on, it because Ballard has it higher. Yeah. Yeah. Have it I, higher. I will say Mission Impossible 2, to me, is one of the, it's made in 2000. It is one of the last 80s, 90s action films you can have where one guy just takes on 100 dudes. And it's just Tom Cruise. You're just jacking off to Tom Cruise the whole time. And I have no problem with that. No problem at all. Two, they made an action movie. He never fires a gun in Mission Impossible 1. And then in Mission Impossible 2, he's Rambo or he's, you know. And that's the other great thing. Tom Cruise never fired a gun in any movie except Mission Impossible 2. Maybe in Fort Born on Fourth of July, he fires his yeah, fucking Vietnam war gun. But he was never an action hero. And in Mission Impossible 2, all of a sudden, Tom Cruise is an action hero. And I fucking loved it. Just stay alive! I'm not going to lose you! Doesn't he fire a gun at the end of Days of Thunder when he kills Robert Duvall? Yeah, that happened. But moving on. Well, my number three is a movie you guys mentioned earlier. Far and Away. Oh, my God. From director Ron Howard comes the story of one man who wanted more. That's not a good movie. You actually like this movie? I love Far and it's Away. It's your number. This is my land. My <laughs> land. He does a really bad land. accent, too. <laughs> this land is mine! <laughs> I grew up on Far and Away. You don't it's like so my hat? fucking great. Yeah. Do you like it, my hat? It's not a good movie, Ballard. Shannon! Shannon! No, no, I don't. Far and Away is not my fucking number three. My actual number three is... Mission Impossible 2. All right. Okay. And Phil, Phil hates it, so let's talk about it right now. You okay, can't. So Mission Impossible 2. So why'd you say you had it higher it when he said he had it as number three? <laughs> just fucking around. I just wanted to keep talking about Take it. Take our list seriously. So Mission Impossible 2, I think is, I love it. It's a great Mission Impossible film. It is, it, it is not my favorite Mission Impossible film, but it is a wonderful Mission Impossible film. It is shitty shitty fucking movie with a terrible opening the camera <laughs> on the 747 or whatever the fuck it is with you know like i'm sorry you're sorry and that's the connection but it hones in on all the things that make shitty movies great when you watch movies like running man shitty movie great movie conan <laughs> the barbarian shitty movie great movie you know, like fucking The Terminator, shitty movie, great movie. Nope, like yeah, these yeah. are all. I mean, like what I love about Mission Impossible Two. Yeah, Mission Impossible Two is an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. It is, except it's Tom Cruise, and that opening with my mama and your mama gonna set your pants on fire, and he's like <laughs> hanging on a fucking rock. Oh, I love that. I love yeah, that opening. It's, it's terrible. It's and totally he throws stupid. the glasses right into the camera. It's so it knows what it is. Yeah, I have it as number three in Cool Boy Nation. Spoiler alert, there's no Mission Impossible higher than this. Jesus, Even though really? I, it's the worst one. I don't think so. I don't think it's the best one, but it's a Tom Cruise movie, and I love... It's It's got everything you want. The last hour is 100% pure action. A fucking yeah, bomb. Yeah, that chase is pretty hardcore. The, the motorcycle chase is awesome. The part where like a bomb goes off and Tom Cruise walks across the screen with fire, giving like an intense stare down. I'm just like, I'm fucking jizzing. My pants yeah, he are just walks in wet. front of the doorway yeah. with doves. In real life, when does that happen? You just walk across like fire and like, yeah, bad guy, I'm here. I think we've already established in an earlier episode that his hair actually even acts in that movie. It does. And the doves act in that movie. Everyone's acting. The acting's on point. Well, whatever. That's my number three. I think it's fucking honestly four out of five cool boys. 
but it is a great Tom Cruise film because I feel like it's when the era of Tom Cruise knows best and is best really took over where he was no longer going to work on your movie. You were on a Tom Cruise movie. And Mission Impossible 2, I feel, truly was the beginning of you were working on a Tom Cruise film. I, I feel like it's a John Woo movie, first and foremost, and, and Tom Cruise is just in it. And it's one. It's not a Mission no, Impossible it. movie. It's one of the reasons I don't like it. It's not a Mission Impossible movie. It's a fucking Tom Cruise jack-off movie, and I'm totally fine I don't with think, it. I don't think any of the Mission Impossible films are a Mission Impossible movie. The first one, kind No, not even. Not even based on the TV show whatsoever. And then three to six are just alias. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty pretty accurate. All right, well, that's my, that's, that's my number three. Felk, what's your number three? My number three is the movie that's been playing behind me this whole time. Oh, good. War of the Worlds. Yeah, War of the Worlds. I fucking, I fucking love it. I saw it in four times in theaters. What three. four times? You want you want to hear my opinion of War of the Worlds? I fucking hate it. Really? Oh, really? I love it. I think it's horrible. I think oh, I, I think it's it. a fucking masterpiece. I saw it twice in theaters. The first hour is great. The second hour in the basement with Tim Robbins kill me. The, fucking Tim, horrible. I, don't I don't mind that. that either. I think Tim Robbins was uh, miscast. That they needed a creepier actor uh, because that role. Hey, I've seen Tim Robbins in person. He looks. Really fucking weird. Yeah, no, I think it works. I think it's fine, and I I love it when they come out like that. It's like the original War of the Worlds was like was like that. It had like that Night of the Living Dead stuck in a house. Like I loved all that. I thought it, I saw it four times. I, I twice in the same day. Uh, my girlfriend at the time took it to Jesus me. It was Christ. my birthday. It was my twenty second birthday. Um, the day after my twenty second birthday, and I saw it in the afternoon uh, with her, and then I spent the. Next six hours texting Corey while he worked at uh, the Tortilla Joe's in downtown Disney being like, dude, we got it. We got to see War of the Worlds tonight. When they're both captured in the tripod, you as an audience have no clue what the fuck is going to happen, how they're going to get out of this. They actually get out of this in a great, like a clever way, even. Yeah, the grenade. Yeah, with the grenade. And they have like they kind of band together as humans for a second, but they're all like frightened. I think Spielberg just made the best version of signs ever. I, I, I that's my problem. It's like science. Water fucking kills the aliens. It's stupid. Okay, that's, bacteria. Bacteria. It's bacteria and bacteria. Bacteria. That the whole point of, the, of that is that they what 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 Tom Cruise was gonna be the one who figures out how to defeat the the aliens? No. The Should've whole been. the whole idea Should've is been. the whole We're thing talking is, about Tom Cruise movies. The yes. whole thing is that he's just an <laughs> ordinary guy. This movie isn't Independence Day. It doesn't cut away to the president. It doesn't cut away to a military leader. It's it sticks with one on the ground story, and you're following their stories because that's the movie. It's like that's what I love about it. It was it was not it was very much inspired by 9/11. If you just take one person's perspective and, and go through like in a crazy event of the day, like that's how you would tell like a real story. Like you notice, like um, I mean, it came right before was the year before World Trade Center, but like in, in the year, uh, I can't remember if it was before or after 1993, but like when they were like, how do we handle 9-11 in movies? They handled it by telling individual people's stories, not like the whole thing at once, like Independence Day tried to do with a big alien invasion. That's what War of the Worlds does. Different time though. You can't compare 96. No, no, of course not. But like post 9-11, that's, that's like, that's, it's, it's from the ground level you are their perspective. And I think it's, it's fucking great. I mean, I feel like I saw Jurassic Park for the second time, for the first time, for the second time. Oh my God. When Tom, yeah. when, when Tom Cruise is running from the explosions, the initial explosions, happening, that's great cinema. That's all great. And I get what you're saying. It's a well-made movie. 
I just don't buy Tom Cruise's character in this one. I don't like his son. Is this fucking annoying as shit? Oh, He's like, yeah, I'm gonna his leave. Son's annoying. I'm gonna go join the army right now. It's fucking getting wiped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty dumb. That is yeah. pretty dumb. It's getting wiped out. He's like, let's go fucking. That's that's a good yeah. point, Nolan. Dakota Fanning's amazing in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's fantastic. She's, She's fantastic. fantastic. She's a great actress. I thought. I think it's one of his best performances, my, minus the my two and one. Uh, because he, yeah, no, he is. Uh, he's he very much downplays the Tom Cruise, you know, like the crazy acting he does and tries to display the everyman guy, you know, and and uh, that's like he's he's playing a deadbeat dad. And if you ask Surrey Cruz, he's a deadbeat dad in real life. <laughs> Moving on to my number two. Oh, what can I say about this film? It should be my number one. That's a little film I like to call Days of Thunder. No way! It made the list. It How could it not? List? How could it not? I it's like it's Top Gun rewritten by Tom Cruise as race cars. That's why it's fucking amazing. I don't think it's... It ends with Robert Duvall and Tom Cruise running in a freeze frame <laughs> Dude, before Tom Cruise shoots him in the head. It's arguably better than Top Gun. It is such a good movie. No, it is not better than Top Gun. I just think Days of Thunder is the like perfect companion piece of Top Gun. Yeah, it's the same movie. It's the same rogue hero who comes along and you know has some fall from grace and has to come back in the last act it's the same movie but it has a fucking amazing soundtrack like top gun has uh, an amazing love story like top gun how do you guys not like days of thunder it's fucking amazing i love it it's an honorable mention it didn't make my top five it introduces Tom Cruise's character like this. Who is this driver? I love that open. He just fucking rides up on like a Harley like it's no thing. And he doesn't, oh. even, he doesn't even talk to anyone. He just sits there and he's just like, that's right. That's right. That's right. Like he doesn't even say hi to anybody. He just fucking gets His in the His hair car is on goes, point in this one too. Oh. That's right. It's like a fiery he's got great red. hair. Oh, it's fucking Cole great. Trickle. Cole His Trickle name is, is great. great. Cole Trickle. That's right. His name's not Cole Trickle. It's Cole it's Trickle. It's Cole Trickle. Really? And, and by the way, when I, I was high school and I was driving on the old 101, I would literally like th- say things like, I know Cole. He always goes to the outside. I know Cole. He always takes the outside. Oh, yeah. And then I would go take somebody on the outside on the highway. You know, I'd find, oh, I love that shit. Son of a bitch is on my ass. I love the ending, too, where Cole hasn't spoken in like 20 minutes. So you don't know like where his mind's at. What's going on, Cole? And he has to go through this huge crash again. And once he shoots through the fucking smoke, the music kicks in. And he's shifting. And he's like, I'm back, Harry. I'm yeah. dropping the hammer. You're like, oh my god, my fucking dick is engorged. Woo! Let's do it, Harry! Dropping the hammer. I love the part when he's racing during the um the montage, and they're like, they're, he's like, he's like, hey guys, what should I do or whatever? And they're like, we don't know. He goes, why not? He goes, we're eating ice cream. And he's like, ice cream. And he comes back around, and he fucking drives his stock car right into their fucking like you know their uh, their pit, and then just starts getting into a fight with them because they're eating ice cream. I love that fucking yeah. part. Of I the saw movie. Tom Cruise. I saw Days of Thunder in theaters, and the scene where the cop pulls him oh, over I didn't and see starts theaters. I love starts I'm, I'm jealous. When she starts stripping and she busts out those double D oh, tits, yeah. my fucking yeah. dick just went through the roof of the Central Dome. Concealed weapon. Where? Right here. The only question is, will he actually use it? Did you make a scene? 
Yeah, they pretty much canceled the movie. You'd have to cancel the movie if a child's <laughs> penis suddenly became that engorged it hit the roof. <laughs> but um, th- uh, other than that, no, uh, the race, the race he has with um, Rowdy, that's fucking so amazing. Oh, were they in the wheelchair in the hospital? No, not the wheelchair race. The race when they're just uh, when they're driving to the dinner or whatever. Oh, where they destroy their cars on the way to yeah, the yeah. They wreck the four the four Taurus or what the the shitty ass yeah. four Taurus. I will the, argue I with anyone until the end of time about whether Days of Thunder is better than Top Cruise because I or Top Gun because I think they're right there with each other. No, no, there's no, there's no, there's no argument. I'm sorry, but Top Gun is way better. I think you're wrong. Top Gun is way better. It's a way better movie than Days of Thunder. Okay, okay. It's just so you're clear. Tom Cruise made Top Gun first, then went back and just took the outline and wrote Days of Thunder, said written by Tom Cruise, and then put it up on the fucking screen and then just made Top Gun again. Of course he did. Of course he did. He had a formula at that point. And it was perfect. It was perfect. Is Phil checking off right no, now? No, not at all. <laughs> Phil is ignoring Days of Thunder because he I don't think it. it's that good a movie. I don't think That's it's that crazy. good a movie. I think it's, it's a good. Even, I think it's a good to okay movie. It's not even his top five. That's insane to me. It's like it, it's epitome of like Tom Cruise. Uh, Days uh, of as as a ra- as racing movies go, it's better than Driven. There's no good racing movies. There's only Days of Thunder. <laughs> the whole case is Thunder. So, Ballard, what's your number two? I think it's just okay. My number two is Mission Impossible. Dun, and that was dun, that was my number four. Dun, 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 yes. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, baby? A lot of wives tonight. You're gonna find it really surprising when a seven foot tall black man comes out of my bedroom and interrupts me. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> There's gonna be a giant black man coming out of your bedroom any second now. Yeah. Love you, baby. Good night. So, Ballard, your your number two is Mission Impossible. That was my number four. I I just love that movie, and it's so different than the ones that came after it. It is. It's a very different film. It's it's a it's a thriller. It's a spy thriller, and the other other four, I guess, in the series are not spy thrillers. But I think for me, the thing that you missed is when you spoke upon it. Maybe this is just because you only had ability to say one little quick line about it. Um, the shot for me wasn't the train shot. I love that shot. I think the train shot from I think the whole train sequence on the TGV, the très grand V, which just means very big fast. Um, oh, the, well, 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 excuse us, Cowboy Nation. We have French I'm being sorry. spoken right now. I, I'm sorry. I just, I might be, you know, I just might have other languages under the belt. But um, uh, yeah, the uh, the very big fast train in France um, sequence, I love. But for me, the shot that you didn't mention and you didn't say was the best shot, which I think jumping away shot. from it's the that, restaurant. It's no, it's the whole sequence of shots in the CIA in Langley when he is dropping into the vault. I think that vault, yeah. when I first saw it, it was, it was the creme tense. de la creme. The cream always rises to the top. Cream rises to the top. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that entire sequence in the vault. It doesn't work the second time. Macho Man reference. I don't, right? I mean, come on, guys, right? Does it work the second time? I saw the vault sequence the second time. It wasn't as a powerful. I, it. It's I think it's a one-time cool. deal. Were you talking the second time you saw it? It wasn't impressive. I, I, I liked yeah, it more the second time. Yeah, it's like one of those weird it. scenes that's like it was the best thing I ever saw, and then the second time I saw it, it was so not impressive. All the suspense is gone. Well, because you see, that's the same with every movie. I don't dock it for that. It's my number two, just so we're clear. I actually liked Mission Impossible more the second time I saw it because I understood the plot the second time. 
Oh, the movie as a whole, I love it every time. And, and, and I, I like more, maybe I more. Had an under, more of an understanding of what they were doing in that scene, so I like that scene more. Um, I I don't like that scene more. That scene just has always been the same as it was ever since the second time. I think the only scene that's ever grown on me every single time is the train sequence at the end of the film with the helicopter. Dude, the, the train sequence at the end is a, it may be a top. It's definitely a top twenty film scene of all time i think i love the aquarium though blowing out like like the aquarium though i want to make a point about that it's a great looking shot where he's jumping away in slow-mo as it explodes but what did he really do there he fucking exploded a restaurant and ran away got a bunch of agents he didn't kill anybody he it was just it was just a diversion tactic yeah yeah just took out a bunch of agents so he exploded the glass took out a bunch of agents and ran away that's all that happened there yeah yeah but it was a great looking scene. It was a great looking shot. That's shit a spy would do in real life. Blow up a fucking fish tank to create a distraction to get away. Fish tank restaurant. That whole restaurant was a fish tank. It was crazy. That whole restaurant really yeah, dangerous. Yeah, I, mean, restaurant. I think there's a real restaurant in uh, in Prague that, that that was that was based off of. Oh really? Yeah, the giant ass wow. fish tank. I I never wanted to go to Prague in my life until I saw Mission Impossible, and then when they said Prague, and then they showed that I was just like, oh, I want to go to Prague. Did you guys want to go to Prague before Definitely. or well, after? Well, I'm checked, so I, I've, I've, I've wanted to go there for a long time. Oh, and then and then you see movies like Hostel, and you're like, oh, I want to go to Prague. I don't want to say it at Hostel. Fuck some fucking check. Sweet check, pussy. But, you know. <laughs> Our ethnicity is the best-looking ethnicity. Italian is the best-looking best ethnicity. Nah, their women are hairy. <laughs> the women are hairy. You know, Eastern European women, though, are very good-looking. Felk, I have nothing against that. Very good looking. Thank you. I would say maybe I would go with either Italian or Russian because Odin, Vicky Odinkova. Oh my God. <laughs> I like Brazilian. About this I like Brazilian. She is so hot. Like, Brazilians are very hot too. I, like I think women in general are just very good looking. And Ellie Gonzalez. Chinese now. She's so hot. She's Australian. I am loving all the bodies coming my way. <laughs> what are we on? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm talking about Mission Impossible. We just finished Mission Impossible, which I, I, I'll give five cool boys out of five cool boys. I think it's a great film. Four to point uh, five. First time I ever saw it, five out of five cool boys. Second time I ever saw it, drops down to four out of five. I'll watch it any day of any week. My boner is always erect. But you, hey, did you guys ever notice watching Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise's nose is all fucking crooked? That's the movie I recognize his nose was crooked and he had center tooth. That's the movie I realized he had center tooth. I was like, oh, he's got center tooth and crooked nose. Totally. Felk, what's your number two? My number two is a movie that I really, I appreciated it when it came out. I appreciate it when it came out on VHS. I noticed everybody got a little something different from everything else. But I I, I realized how important it was after I had a second date with a chick who I kind of liked. And she's like, yeah, by the way, I have, I have a kid. Uh, it turns out she had a kid with like, you know, someone else. And... As I was driving home, thinking like, not gonna call her again, Secret Garden by Bruce Springsteen came on the radio. And when I got home, a movie featuring that song was playing on TBS. That movie was Jerry Maguire. And I did go out with that wow. girl again. And I found out there, oh, was, there was plenty of other things about her I didn't like. But it that movie and my recollection of that did change my experience because I always saw myself as that hot shot Hollywood agent uh, which I may or may not be. And I, you know, not, not like, I don't want those kind of complications, 
But that movie changed me a little bit. It was like, oh, you know, th- this this is a movie about discovery. Um, Jerry Maguire is a movie I, uh, you know, anytime I have work problems or whatever, like shit's just kind of, you know, a, I need to remind myself that a bad thing, a crisis, can actually be an opportunity. Jerry Maguire is a great film. The fucking zoo is closed, Ray. That's my favorite line from that movie. That's, that's very specific. Is it a sports movie? Is it a love story? Is it a movie about a guy learning a lesson? Is it a movie about everybody learning a lesson? I, I, I think it's it's. There are very few movies that I think have something for everyone, and I think that that movie is one of them. And it's 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 it's, it's anchored to a Tom Cruise performance, which means that Tom Cruise is a man for everyone. Help me, help you. You're giving the plot a little bit too much credit. I'll say that. I love the movie. I'm happy you mentioned it because I love to talk about it. But it's not like a crazy plot that's never been done before. It's just fucking riches to rags to riches story. That's all it is. Well, I mean, yeah, the exact same movie was remade called Elizabethtown. And it's uh, yeah, the not movie's as been good. Made a million times, a million times. But it's very good. It had great fucking idioms. I mean, literally the movie created idioms. Show me the money yeah. was not an idiom. It became an idiom, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, Tom uh, Cruise says the, the N word too in that movie. <laughs> what's the one he said? What's the big one? Help you me help me? you. Help me yeah, help you. Complete you. me. Yeah. You complete me. That's a major idiom. Yeah. Help me help you. I think that wasn't necessarily Jerry Maguire created that one, but Definitely it was. If not, that's a, it was it was made big by Jerry Maguire. No. You do you do realize that it's also weirdly connected to Batman, right? Because. The Joker, of course, in The Dark Knight says, you complete me. And then Jerry Maguire's in the Batman Lego movie. Uh, totally. There's a weird, like, I feel like that was a weird reference to The Dark Knight. The fact that like those movies, ha- that, that like that is a quote. Like, I, I feel like there's no, unless Jonathan Nolan just, or whoever. Give, give me a break. There's no way The Dark Knight, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises is tied to Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire's not a secret uh, like prequel. No, 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 series. just. The Joker saying that line is a reference to Jerry Maguire. I think so too. And the fact, and the fact that Jerry Maguire is actually on, is shown in the Batman Lego movie is kind of a reference to the fact that they reference it in The Dark Knight. Oh, maybe, I guess. And the fact maybe that it's Warner Brothers, I mean, that helps too. But, um. Uh, I love Jerry Maguire. It's it's a great movie. Kelly Preston gets fucked so hard in the fridge. Never stop fucking me. Never stop fucking God. me. Never stop. Never harder. I think is what she said. Her fucking loser thing. That is so. I have so fucking. I know that girl. That that girl who's like the second you hit hard times, she is drops you Gone. like yeah drops you immediately. Well, drops you like a hot right after hot. telling you I'm with you. Uh, yeah, that scene where she's getting fucked, like that comes out of nowhere. It's like a hard cut to like fucking. So I was like, whoa, in the theater. I was like blown away. I was like, someone's getting railed right now. Yeah, it's a hard, that's a hard theater. I mean, for sure. Does it mean more? Like, I, so I'm not some, I'm someone who doesn't give a shit about football. And like, yet that movie tells a story, deals heavily with the football game. It's not who wins, who loses, who does good. It's about the character. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that that movie almost touches upon concussions kind in of. football in the NFL beforehand. Nolan, does that movie like mean anything to you as someone who likes football? Because I knew, I don't think. I so. mean, because football is ubiquitous in Texas. Everybody cares about football, and every yeah, but friend that I, movie's not about football. every friend I knew like they saw that movie as like a sports movie, like Bull Durham. No, I don't, I don't see it as a sports film. Uh, I saw it as that was part of the plot. I think it's like a four out of five cool boy for me. I think it's four out of five cool boy for me too. Five it's out a of five. Great movie. I think it's five I out of like five. It. 
We're I fucking... think it's Cameron Crowe's best film. I agree. When Bruce Springsteen plays is Tom Cruise runs down the hallway in slow motion. You let oh, you yeah. in your heart. I, I think we're all a little erect there. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Um, I don't know if it's five out of five because there's no action, and I need my action <laughs> satisfaction. Yeah, that, that, he really, Jerry Maguire really should have picked up a gun and had a shootout at some point in that movie. <laughs> he should have shot. He should have shot a whole bunch of people at the end. Yeah, in the stadium as he was leaving, they weren't letting him leave. So he just shot up a whole bunch of guards as he ran down the stadium hallway to the airport. <laughs> Instead of writing a memo, he just brings a gun to work. Show me the money! Yep. All right. Well, guys, guys, that's the end of number twos. Hey, it's number one time. T minus cool boys and counting. Three, two, one. Number one. Number one. I have a film at number one that I'm not sure you guys will have there, but it's a little film made by Colt Studios called Men in Uniform. <laughs> what? No, it's not. He's not in that, that's is he? The old Felk, that's Felk, that's your old gay porn that you, you showed us. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was thinking of Minute Work for some reason. My, no, not Charlie Sheen. Fucking uh, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> cool Boy Nation, please Google Men in Uniform from Colt Studios. Do that right now. <laughs> no, that's your number one. <laughs> what do you mean? Why did you like that movie the most about Tom Cruise? <laughs> that's not a Tom Cruise movie? It is, It is. I think. I think you're right. The guy looks like uncannily like Tom Cruise. So, Cool Boy Nation, now that you've looked at that picture and you've seen Tom Cruise, you'll agree with me that that should be number one. So, someone played off like that's not really a real movie and say it's Top Gun. Oh, wait, is that what you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. You're stuck in your little fucking black <laughs> hole you created. Damn it. In a uniform. <laughs> God damn it, Cold Studios. God. No, what's your real number one? No, what's your real number one? It's not folks gay porn. By the way, Nolan, if you're, if you're looking at the uh, the Google Docs, can you tell me how much it costs? How much uh, men in uniform retailed for? It's twelve fifty. That's pretty reasonable, right? It, is it twelve fifty or twelve fifty six? It's issue number twelve. Oh, it's, it's a, magazine? a magazine. Or it's a magazine. Oh, I thought it was a, a. I thought it was a video. I don't know. Oh what yeah, this is the issue number twelve in the lab. <laughs> it says Cold Studio pre- presents. Oh, that's expensive for a magazine. <laughs> It's a very expensive magazine. Maybe it is he showing pubes at the very yeah, that's, top? Yeah, that's pubes. Goddamn right he is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is Tom wow. Cruise, though. I feel like it is. Google Nation. Google Cult Studio Presents. <laughs> Men in Uniform. It's my number one. Because that is Tom Cruise opening his shirt. His fly, his jumper. What is that called? Uh, Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, uh, His flight fucking, suit. Well, He's opening his uh, flight, flight suit. suit. Yeah, <laughs> flight suit. Onesie exposing his abs and his pubes. But that's Tom Cruise. And that's my number one film from Tom Cruise. Or it could be Top Gun. I think it's yeah, Top it's probably Gun. probably more likely Top Gun. I think, I think it's Top Gun. I think I have my films confused. I, yeah, you I, might I have your films confused. I yeah, definitely confuse my films. It's Top Gun. So my number one film from Tom Cruise is obviously Top Gun. That's how you that's how you wanted originally someone to get in there and be like, Nolan, you're so confused. Yeah. It's I, Top I, Gun you're thinking I, about. I was for sure convinced <laughs> that you guys both had Top Gun as number one. And you guys would like jump on me and be like, What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, well I have Top Gun is uh, higher. It's uh, it's my number one as well. All right. 
Felk, is it your number one? Oh, God. What is Big Guns? Two. That's your number one. I don't know oh, who those guys are supposed to represent in the movie. That's not a fucking poster. That's like some fan art. <laughs> no, that's a real uh, gay board. A vast that, orgy scene not, and satisfying it, group sessions, dot, 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 top notch from Gavin. <laughs> is, <he some> big, <laughs> is Gavin some big p- gay porn player? I was reading Gavin. Gavin. Is it Gavin? Gavin. Is it Gavin or Gavin? It's Gavin. Then it's All I know is it says at the bottom in red, pop shot on demand, wrap it up. Yeah, I oh, like it's, that. It's Big Guns 2. It's Big Guns it's 2. It's a sequel. It's not- if you look at, right at the, the main guy's asshole and then look to the right, there's like a dude in a gas mask blowing someone. That's really weird. I don't, I don't know where the plot of Big Guns 2 goes, but it doesn't seem faithful to the first one. <laughs> I don't know about the first one. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of tea packing in this movie. The poster for the first Top Gun is, uh, or excuse me, Big Guns is not nearly as interesting. It, yeah, yeah, William Higgins pre-condom classic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that though. But that's look that that's the 20th anniversary edition of Big Guns. That's how fucking famous it is in the pre-condom classic. Oh, well, okay. Well, let's get into, like, Top Gun and what's actually, like, good about we, Top Gun. We really just have a podcast <laughs> where we talk about gay porn. I want some fun! I love Top Gun. Um, I would, honestly, I almost wanted to do Mission Impossible 4, uh, Ghost Protocol, as, as, as my number one, because that entire sequence on the, uh, the Dubai Tower, you know, is so fucking hardcore. That is just, I had little fucking pins and needles across my body, but nothing pins and needles me more. Like watching Mach 2, Mach 3, and a fucking F-14 Tomcat with Tom Cruise at the wheel, turning and burning. Like that movie, After Burning, is so hot. And I love Top Gun. I just, everything about the cinematography, that movie is Tony Scott at his best. And in my life, there have been very few films that I have, that were not intended to be 3D. And... I think are probably better in 3D and Top Gun actually answered the call and said, you know what? Yes, it is even better in 3D. If you do see Tony Scott's approved 3D conversion of Top of um, Top Gun, the aerial sequences are like just astounding. I mean, it is. It That's is why like, I'm, wor- I'm worried about number two because they'll, they'll just CGI that shit. And like, I hope they don't. It, it's 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 it for me. What makes Top Gun the best is the aerial combat is real. Like it's either models or it's real mounted shots on a fucking F fourteen. Oh, so good. It's so good. Top Gun, um, and, and it still holds up. Like if you turn on today, you might think, oh, it's gay or it's dated. But you turn on uh, like, immediately, you're transported to this world, Felk. It's gain dated. The homoeroticism is a lot less harder to ignore in 2017. What, you mean like all the towel hanging out locker room scenes? It couldn't be gay enough. Anyway. It's not that gay. It's pretty gay. You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. I think it's a very, very, very good movie just shy of greatness. It is definitely an honorable mention to me. I think it's Tony Scott's best film. I think it's. I think it might be Tom Cruise's best film. It's, and it's I, a definition I, of the I 80s. Love it. it is. It's so 80s. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a. It's. It still, spawned it's, movies like it, like Iron Eagle. They rip. Iron Eagle is a complete rip off the concept of Top Gun of just like afterburn, having a good time, fucking, 
you know, renegades. Essentially, it spawned with other great Tom Cruise movies like Days of Thunder. It did. It absolutely. It, did. it is the definitive Tom Cruise movie. It is the movie that made Tom Cruise Tom Cruise. And I honestly, I have a problem. All right, guys. When I watch Top Gun, every time I hope Goose makes it. Oh, yeah, and he doesn't. And he doesn't. And I, shit really fucks me up. Every time. Every time. It does, every time. I really want Goose to make it. It hurts that he doesn't make it. And you know what? I don't like how Tom Cruise is all angry at sundown, but it feels real. Folk, we don't really need to talk talk about Top Gun because everyone knows it's the definitive Tom Cruise movie, but yet you have something different. So what is it? Uh, my number one uh, is the best, arguably the best movie of 2002, uh, a, a classic film noir thriller Fil- done in the future. What? Vanilla Sky. No. Oh, good. Uh, done, yeah, done in, in the future. What, what, is, what is Nolan doing? I don't know what he's doing. I'm checking off. Okay. I know, but why? I don't understand. Because nothing's was... better than Top Gun. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's. Pro- looking down the list of every movie Tom's been in, it was, it was my favorite because it is just a pure movie. It was such a great cinematic experience. His first collaboration with Steven Spielberg, Minority Report. Don't run. You don't have to chase me. Great film. And I love Philip K. Dick. So. It's probably a little bit of a factor. Yeah, I don't know if it's the best version of Spielberg and Cruz. I love them both. I love them both too, but I don't. I I, I don't know. I think War of the Worlds is stronger. I, uh, I can't fault Felk for this because I think Minor Report is a very good movie. But you know, the last twenty minutes, maybe not so much. Is it turns into something weird there at the end. So a lot of people want the movie to end like kind of like yeah, that seven esque ending where he's about to kill the guy that he thinks killed his son, and then like that's that would not have. Looking back, if the movie just ended there, it would not have worked. It, there was all this allusion to uh, the fact that how the, the precogs worked and, and uh, with the missing girl who turned out to be the mother of the precog he's got, uh, Samantha Morton. Uh, yeah. And so it, it like that. It, it would have been a, a really it wouldn't have worked as an ending like the way it does where he defies what the precog saw. And doesn't kill the guy, and then the the crime does kind of get solved by his wife. Um, that that to me, I, I did not like it the first time. I was like, oh, the I I, I would have preferred it just ended twenty minutes ago. I, I liked it the second viewing uh, as a whole. I thought like, okay, this because the the plants are there. It, it holds up the second time you see it, and as a great uh, as a great classic noir thriller should. I mean, it, it is very much. Um, double double indemnity. It is very much like a 1950s like cop solves a problem movie shot in the future. Well, shot in the future. Shot in present day. Made to look like the future. They got a lot of future shit right. Um, yeah, it did. And uh, my only complaint uh, about it is I think Janusz Kaminski's uh, goes a little too far. Uh, it's almost like shoot. I, I almost kind of wish it, that movie would be in black and white um, because it, it mm. almost tries to, but you know, I, I, it's, yeah, it's, here's just I love it. the bleach, the bleach film look is yeah. like kind of distracting at some points. Yeah. I, I, my big problem with it, I love, I love minority report, but my biggest problem with it isn't um, that I think, I think it's, it doesn't really know it's what movie it is. I mean, at one point it's, it has tone like Raiders of the Lost Ark where it has a lot of tongue in cheek and then it gets like really fucking serious at moments. 
and I it doesn't it ha, the the murder sequences are not played with levity. But then there's like sequences where his eyeballs are rolling down the hallway or played with levity. That word's that the scenes where he's dealing with like uh, the Russian dude from Armageddon is played with levity. Like, sure. oh, is this guy going to kill him or not kill him while he watches like a film noir in the background? I like that. I definitely think it's film noir, but not double indemnity. That's not the same film noir that it's the, Billy Wilder. It's is. Billy Wilder kind of referencing. He's kind of doing. A yeah, but it's not double indemnity. Well, yeah, a little bit of Sunset Boulevard, a little bit. I mean, it, there's a there's a there's there's a, there's a lot of movies going into it. But I do agree that it's we were doing noir, and he never really did noir. No. This is his only noir film, and it and as a noir film, it has to hold up the second time. And Minority Report absolutely holds up the second time. You guys have ignored the the spider sequences, fucking classic. So cool, story. yeah. And that was the first when time. Bl- what, you mean when he's uh, blind? Yeah, yeah. When the when the spiders yeah. are coming for his eyes. And he, he yep. used uh, Spielberg because uh, ILM was uh, book schedule. He used the uh, DreamWorks people who did Shrek to do the spiders. And it's kind of interesting because they put like more personality into it than you typically would expect. Like the that's that that little like beat really? where its leg goes underneath the door and then pauses and then comes back out is like that's perfect. That's perfect filmmaking. I, I give it. I give that a four out of five. Cool boys. I do feel that that the movie sometimes addresses some things way too dramatically, when it's a lot of the other shit is very tongue in cheek. I'll give it four out of five as well. I think it's a very, very good movie. I give it five out of five. Perfect movie. If I had to do honorable mentions, and I, I do want to note a few ones, like Valkyrie's good. Uh, I, I feel like that's another movie where like Tom was not really integral to the movie being good, just integral to get, getting made. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, huge. I actually am a huge fan of Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, I, I love Stanley Kubrick, and I think that movie is incredibly captivating at almost three hours of very little plot happening. But that movie, to me, that orgy is is like, that's the goal, right? You're supposed to... Like, that's what you're supposed to like. That's why you want to become rich and powerful is to do shit like that. Uh, and also uh, The Firm. The Firm was a uh, taut, taut thriller that I think is pretty much perfectly paced. I really like Edge of Tomorrow. I, I That's a movie I feel like it does know the whole time what it is. It is a it is a tongue in cheek yeah. film. Um, it, it never really gets too serious except in video game ways. But I don't feel like it feels off off theme and I love when Tom Cruise dies in that movie all the different ways he would scream and yelp and stuff I like that and I feel like the mummy 2017 was trying to pull that too much and didn't get it yeah I feel like it w- it's a good enough script and well enough directed that it could have worked with different actors uh, but Tom wasn't necessarily miscast he was definitely cast against type by being like the coward at the beginning and then he becomes the Tom Cruise we know and love no one, do you have opinions on uh, on my honorable mentions, which were The Firm? No. How do you feel about Eyes Wide Shut? Uh, I don't like it. Fair enough. I love these honorable mentions. I love our top fives. I'm so gay with glee that I want to talk about so many bodies and dongs. All systems ready. Three, two, one. I found out walking with this girl. Talking bodies. Talking bodies. Oh, yeah. As always, Talking Bodies has us discussing the wonderful world of mega hotties and super babes. 
and Cool Boy Nation to enhance your body experience. Strap on that hard drive and whip out that keyboard and let's go Googling for some bodacious bodies and some delicious dungs. Now it is time, guys, to pick our top three bots from a specific show, movie, franchise, or era. And this week's segment is called Tom Girls. So I just think it's just women that started with Tom Cruise. Rebecca Ferguson from Rogue Nation. Demi Moore, of course, from A Few Good Men. Emily Blunt from Live Free or Die Hard. Or no, no, no. What was it? Live, Die, Repeat. Sophia Butella from The Mummy, Nicole Kidman from Far and Away and Eyes Wide Shut, Renee Zellweger. Who the fuck put Renee Zellweger in there? You had me at hello. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Who did that? Not me. Paula Patton from Mission Impossible, uh, Rogue, uh, Ghost Protocol, Olga Kurilenko from um, Oblivion, Emmanuel Bayart from uh, the first Mission Impossible, Roseman Pike from Jack Reacher, Maggie Q from Mission Impossible uh, 3. Kobe Smolders from, I guess, Jack Reacher 2, Kelly Preston from Jerry Maguire, Mia Sarah from Legend, and Kelly McGillis from Top Gun, and a giant Andrea Riesboro. I didn't think you were going to put her in there because I figured Nolan would go, who's that? It's not worth it. She's gorgeous. I love Andrea Riesboro. I think she's amazing. From what? She's from uh, also Oblivion. Okay. So what about fucking Rebecca De Mornay from Risky Risky Business? I never got into Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah, well that's not the point. This is to give the listeners options. Options. Renee Zellweger is not an option. She's a girl that got lemon squirted in her face on a daily basis and now her face stayed like that. Yeah, I like that she's not even recognizable anymore. She just looks like a different person. So does Nicole Kidman. Too much plastic surgery, Nicole. Rebecca Ferguson has to be on the list for me. That's the only one of these women out of all these women that I would just like, I would have her fucking baby. Um, Next, I would say Andrea Rice Burrow I put on my list for my number two. And then my number three would be Paula Patton. Okay, she's, yeah, definitely. It's it's just, uh, she's very big. Like, she's a very... No, for me, Paul Patton just seems a little bit like a train wreck. That's why I put her at three. Otherwise, she'd be above Andrea Rice. The divorce and everything. I I I just said Mia Sarah because of uh, I mean she's only known for two movies and and Ferris. She is so hot in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She's she's so hot in Ferris Bueller. But I just uh, Rebecca Ferguson. There's something about her for me no, that's like I agree. I'm so attracted to Rebecca Ferguson. She is incredibly hot. I I definitely. Agree. I've told my wife like I'm like I love her. Yeah. Like, I don't know where I like, you know, what's so funny is when you have those, like those, like, honey, she's on my list, you know, it's like you go to meet Rebecca Ferguson and you're like, oh, you're on my list. I can totally fuck you right now. There's like no fucking way no, that Rebecca yeah, yeah. Ferguson is going to be on the other In, end. Uh, like, oh, of course. I'm just on your list. Fuck me. That's the rules of celebrity. You have to penetrate me or allow me to be penetrated or whatever. Emily Blunt's beautiful. Demi Moore's beautiful. Sophia Butella's beautiful. I agree. But I don't know. Rebecca Ferguson has. I, I totally agree. When she's really cold in life and she's shivering, I just want to make her warm. Oh, I want to fuck the shit out of her in life. Uh, I'm actually not really. I want to fuck the shit out of her the entire time during Rogue Nation. I'm not really into Asian girls, but actually Maggie Q in Mission Impossible 3, when she does that brief little panty flash, mm. it's very nice. It's very nice. I was never, it I is, was never into is. Colby Smolders. I was never into her. Um, Roseman Pike is fucking hot. Yeah, as she fuck is too. I, I love Roseman Pike. Maggie Q, I like too, but I, ah, oh man, Rebecca Ferguson's number one for me. I would then say, That's seriously, strong. it's either Andrea Riceborough or Roseman Pike, and then number three is Paula Patton. I'll accept that. Emmanuel I don't know. 
Beard. I love Rosamund Pike from though. Mission Impossible. She's really attractive. She's so French. She's so French. Which one, Leah Sudu? No, no Manuel Bear. She's oh so yeah, French, she's but beautiful. So hot. And she's got huge French titties. She does. It's weird that she was yeah she was uh, married to uh, to uh, Angelina Jolie's father in that movie because uh, she's like younger than her. Um, I'll put Emmanuel Bear in it. Um, but I have to have Rebecca Ferguson at, uh, on this list, as, and I feel like almost honestly, like I was telling Felk, she's number one for me. There, I will have her babies, as I said. She is so sexy; she has it for me. I don't know what it is, but I've told Emma, I'm like, I love Rebecca. I don't Ferguson. know what it is too. I mean, I'll, I'll say she's a very attractive woman, oh. but like the fact that you would like leave your wife and abandon your kids for her, that's pretty strong. No, no, they can all come with us. I'm sure Rebecca's really cool. <laughs> Rebecca's super cool. Rebecca and I are real cool like this, and um, and the family gets it. It's Rebecca Ferguson. She's so hot, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. She's, she's That yellow pretty. dress stuff that she does in Rogue Nation, oh my god, Rogue Nation, the whole time I'm watching Rogue Nation when she's on camera, I'm just like, oh, wait, hang on, wait. Oh, I can't sit down right because my fucking dick is so hard right now in my pants. It's rubbing against the yeah. zipper. Uh, I, I, I really, I don't know. Demi Moore in her prime was so amazing too. Like, Few Good Men was the best time for Demi Moore, especially and after her tits. God, she was so great in A Few Good Men. Think about Demi Moore during Indecent Proposal. That's pr- practically what A Few Good Men era was, right? Yep, it's 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 the peak. Uh, but Paula Patton is really hot too. She's just a little bit of a train wreck. No, I'm not. Paula Patton to me looks like a trainee. No, see, not for me. She just looks like a big woman, but she's a little <laughs> bit of a train wreck. Uh, um, I kind of get where the trainee I, okay, thing comes I'd from. Say, she's very masculine. I, I can go. I can do this. Rebecca Ferguson one, Emmanuel Bayart as number two, and honestly, I would probably have to put Andrea Riseboro as number three. That's a solid list. Solid list. We don't like em- Emily Blunt. Did you guys diss Emily? Oh, I love Blunt? Emily Blunt. Love her. I think, I, but I don't know if she honestly gets that top three. Just because there's like, it's really, it's pretty hardcore top three. This one, this is a hard one. This was the hard one to do. You know what's really hard though? Dongs. Dongs. <laughs> love that dong. Love that dong. Love that Tom Cruise dong. All right, you heard it, folks. It's love that dong. That means it's time to name three celebs. And guess who has the biggest dick and why? And this episode segment is called A Few Good Dongs. And so this is going to be some, you know, some of the, some of the sidekicks of uh, Tom Crusoe throughout the years. That would be Anthony Edwards from Goose's character in Top Gun. Um, and then uh, Michael Rooker as Rowdy Burns from Days of Thunder. And then the final one is Ving Rhames from Mission Impossible. Gentlemen. I posted photos this time sort instead of. of links. Based on these photos, guys, I have to honestly think that uh, Anthony Edwards has the biggest dick. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that clearly is a pretty big dick on that guy. Well, we have to have Ving Rhames win because we have obviously the poll from Outhouse.com in which black men have 10.5-inch dicks on average. Average. And, of course, Indian men have about a 3-inch dick on average. And, you know, we're very sorry Native American men, but that's just the case. According to Outhouse.com. Yeah. And what did white guys have? We had what, five we're inches, fine. six inches? We had six inches on average. We're doing fine. That's yeah, alright, you know. And we're and I think we established all three cool boys were above that, so that's not bad. We're golden. So I, I think it's it's Ving Rames here, even though I'd like to assume it's Michael Rooker. 
But Anthony Edwards, this pick you provided, he is packing some heat. Yeah. Yeah, this, well, this this Anthony Edwards, um, I'm, I'm not sure if he was in porn or not. Uh, it seems like this may have been a, a, a mix-up in the Google search. But this Anthony Edwards has huge pecs, huge abs, huge buys and tries, delts and everything. Looks nothing like Goose. And uh, I guess, but you know what? If that guy was riding behind you as Goose, I think we'd all want Goose to come back as well. I got to say, even on the uh, Big Guns 2 uh, poster, which is... You know, very oh, much an ensemble. There's not an Anthony Edwards. Well, there's really not any characters clearly represented there. Just, just cult studios. I'm just confused with the Big Guns two posters. It's a lot of teabagging. Is that something that's like popular with the gays? Yeah. Where's the teabag? So how do you know so much? Yeah, he knows everything. <laughs> I only see teabagging in that image. It's like the third down on the right. Uh, and I don't think that's well. Maybe it is because things see the cock there. It's very like military though. It's very much like he's a plane like landing, like a Harrier jet. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> he's landing it. <laughs> as he drops it down. Look at the the the, the image on the the furthest on the on on the left and down. Uh, so lo- lower uh, left hand. Corner. What the two dicks? No, in the no, mouth? the black guy with the dick. The big black, yeah, black guy sucking on the black. That's such dick. a weird image. The guy is just like he. He doesn't look happy. He, he looks seemed like, he's, like he's like he's seen the horrors of war and he's got a dick <laughs> coming into his mouth. And, and like the dick, I, I can't know because it looks like it's just floating at him like a rocket. I I just don't understand why the two guys in the top right are making out when they have clearly a dick in front of them that they could be making out on top of. Oh well, it's a still image. I'm sure in the video they go. Oh, they eventually make their way over. I in porn, I always love it when you have two girls and they make out on your dick. I think that's the fucking coolest thing. Well, I've had it. Oh, Felk. Okay, yeah, Felk's had it happen. Yeah, we get it. We get it, Felk. Okay, and I'm married, and I'll never have it happen. All right, I get it. All right, stop rubbing it in. It's it's not too. Black men doing it. I think it's two. I think it's two white men with camouflage on, so it makes it look like it's a black man because you can't tell. You, <laughs> you might be right. I think it's a white. I think it's a white man with camouflage on that's dark. Where you think it's a black man, and I think the dick has camouflage on it too. It's tactical. It's, Big it's Guns tactical. too, guys. Guys, should we do our first commentary track on Big Guns too? <laughs> we should probably. Well, we should probably do the first Big Guns. Otherwise, we won't. We'll be lost in the plot. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to get lost in the plot between big guns we, and big guns too. Are we done? Yeah, I guess Ving Rhames has got the biggest dick. I kind of want. I kind of want everything I ever do to now st- now have the William Higgins pre condom classic before it. <laughs> cool boy nation, tell us about any of your funny or interesting Tom Cruise. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight, insight on our Tom Cruise, then let us know. And obviously, Cool Boy Nation, if you have any bodies or dongs you would like to mention and throw in the mix for us to review, and alert Cool Boy Nation too, please let us know, as we always love seeing those bodies and dongs. New episodes of the Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Cool Boys Podcast, and join our Facebook group as the Cool Boys Podcast. You can email us at the cool boys podcast that's the cool boys podcast with a the and be sure to like and subscribe to us on youtube you can find us by searching for the cool boys podcast on youtube please rate and review us on itunes at the cool boys podcast and you can donate to us on patreon and receive additional episodes of cool boys after dark 
and a Cool Boys shout-out on our normal episodes that air every Tuesday. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yeah, Cool Boy Nation, you got to pay to play. And let's face it, if you haven't been listening to our After Dark episodes, then you need to be blasting the blaster. Blasting the blaster? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizees from Felk. It's Bizees from Ballard. And that's Bizees from Noli. Did we do Tom Cruise justice on this one? Every time we finish, I feel like we just like ruined ourselves. <laughs> Uh, it's I know it's the uh, it's that uh, regret you get after you have sex, right? You're just like, fuck, what did I just do? Did I just, oh, uh, she's ugly. <laughs> what if she got pregnant because I put the condom on a little on the wrong way the first time, and there was probably some pre cum on the tip of my dick, and then I turn it around and put the condom on the full way? Do those sperm get into her? Do I have to worry about this? I mean, I have to like. <laughs> You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Shitting. (laughs) Your wife better not tell all the other women in Glendale that I poop. I don't poop. (laughs) I don't let her out of the house much. (laughs) Get some cool Cool boys. boys. (laughs) (laughs) So serious.